Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. This is a Little Empire podcast. Visit us at littleempirepodcast.com. And on Instagram at Little Empire Podcasts. Are you going to play that dastardly intro again? Ow! This movie's still fine. There's a One of the guys that goes screw. One of them's a hockey. His name is Jay. One of them looks like Johnny D. And his name is Johnny D. Classic Maximum Joseph. You forget that films are supposed to have a point. Hey Hey buddy. How you doing? Good thanks, how are you? Good thank you. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the worst idea of all time, episode number 16, season 3, with your old mates Tim underscore bat on Twitter. And Guy Montgomery. It is a joy to be here. Tim and I are sitting across the table from one another, locking eyes and locking lips. In the flesh, we're kissing. We're kissing up a storm, everybody. Because why? Because it's it's smooching. Specifically with kisses, Why? Smoochin' Tuesday. No, because a kiss is always a gift. It was. I was trying to throw you a little throwback. Yeah, that is a real throwback. That's, you haven't seen it in a while. I really forgot. That's really dropped off. Guy, you're back in New Zealand. Welcome back. Thank you very much. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. Thank you. Uh, the sample from Mace's Welcome Back. And thank you, Tim. It's good to be back. It's I really like TV it show. Welcome back, Becca. I think it was called. Did you watch it? I, uh, no. No, it was on in the 70s. I don't think I was even How do you born. even know about it? Yeah, I don't know. Not a lot of stuff. Know about Einstein's theory of relativity. I wasn't alive when that got thought up. <laughs> I know it exists. Yeah, but you would have learned about that through through school, perhaps. Yeah. I don't think they would have taught a lesson about Welcome Back, Becca. It had such a excellent opening theme song i think that it's one of those series that's kind of been it bled into popular of, culture yeah just for that reason because the theme's so good at any rate it's great to have you back buddy yeah thanks it's good to be here i really like new zealand it's good to have you in the room to watch the movie as well more specifically yeah and i really like uh, i like spending time with you tim and uh i like uh i like being back here with you uh, and i don't like i do not like the movie you're a sweetheart your sweetheart who took issue with We Are Your Friends. Yeah. It's getting a bit grating. How now. was it? How did you find it being uh, being together again? It was good, but it wasn't as good as I thought it would be. I was like quite looking forward to it, but then the movie's still the movie. And uh, <clears throat> at number 16 now, right? It ju- it's, it's inescapably poor. We were, yeah. Unenjoyable, unfun, <laughs> earnest boring it is earnest and it is yeah it is it is boring it's not um 
Zakoli also, this is a, a testament to the power and charm of Zac Efron's face, body, uh, and ability to you know control both of those simultaneously, mm-hmm. and his mouth. Mm-hmm. I mean, the guy is a machine. It's all on display. That whole range. And that's right. Film. You see him do it all. The whole arsenal. Uh, and to his to his credit, he he sells Zakoli the character as someone who has any idea of charm or uh, decency about them. But if you look at the laundry list of uh, character defects in that in that boy. Let's boil it down. Let's boil down what Zakoli does in this film, bearing in mind that the film presents him to us as the hero. The hero and the star. So, is the first thing the, the hate crimes? Uh, they're certainly in there. He uh, is prone to sp- uh, bursts of violence if yeah. conversation doesn't go his way. So it would seem. At the that terrible party which by the way we do have to give credit to this week excellent performance by everyone involved you could really feel the mise-en-scene that the ambience changed that we were in a different environment and you pointed that out didn't you tim yeah i I brought that up initially that stanford party that we all collectively get dragged to as an audience because uh lee's honoring a prior engagement and god bless her for doing it clarissa uh, melissa joan hart's popular character from the 90s sitcom clarissa explains it all and of course all all grown up and she became a lawyer sabrina the teenage witch She's yeah. a non-Republican. Is that right? Out and out, yeah. Oh, that's all right. You're allowed to be Republican. Absolutely. If you want. She's uh, one of unexpected. the few uh, public figures, though, who are like, woo! Just her and Charles in charge, eh? <laughs> good, good stuff. So is the cat, uh, Salem. I Salem. Salem. The voice of Salem died a couple of years ago, I think. I think I remember seeing that somewhere online. Tell you what. At any the rate. The voice of Salem did pretty well for their death to bleed into the news cycle. Yeah, true. They're probably like an old-timey radio star or something, don't you think? It was a good voice. Good voice on that cat. Yeah. Um, but the party scene was well done this week. That's absolutely true. We really noticed that we, we felt like we were somewhere else. I likened it to uh, uh, being a, in a Van Wilder movie. I likened it to... Uh, when you go to a party with Ryan Atwood in the OC, one of the fancy parties, and you're like, oh, this party sucks. Let's, this, let's go back to Chino. Let's all leave. Let's leave. But then, oh, Ryan being Ryan always gets punchy. Ryan Atwood and Zakoli would probably get along. They just they just hit each other. It'd be one of those relationships where it's just two dorks couple hitting of each other. Heads. Yeah. So, um, so we're all boneheads, by the way. That's true. No one makes a big enough point of that, eh? It's not an insult. Might as well say um, leg bones. <laughs> yeah. Same thing. You bloody army, hand arm. You know, it's stupid. It's so stupid I can't think of something as stupid as that to use <laughs> in its place. So the, I think that um, that's probably the first big thing is that he rolls in there uh, and it's not for nothing. There are two people at the Stanford party who are... Uh, making some horrible commentary about Simile behind her back, um, but not behind Zakoli's back because he's just an earshot. And so he comes up to them, starts throwing some homophobic slurs at them and then, and then just punches them before they've got a chance to say anything in response, which is um, a, wrong. Yeah, a mar- <laughs> Just a, universally wrong. Just don't do that. A mark against his character. And Absolutely. immediately afterwards, he's cooling off with a, a beer or some sort of cold drink. That's right. Against his forehead, looking over... Uh, probably presumably the houses, valley, the I valley, guess. yeah, yeah. And he uh, at one point just takes the can of beer and hurls it Whole into the horizon. Full can of beer, you can tell because it's got weight when he throws it. It's going to cause a lot of damage. It is. It could um, it could hit a person. 
not as likely at night time but it could smash a windscreen of like a moving vehicle it's fucking dangerous those things careen off the needlessly car, off the, uh, risky definitely so um look the littering's not even top five i don't think well because he litters at the start the one of his first things you see him do is when he's on the way to the car he's pulling on a roach mm. uh, tugging, tugging on it you know like a bit of rope but it's not a rope it's the end of a, a, a previous marijuana cigarette for those of you who aren't initiated with the uh the jargon if you're not hashtag 420 blazer just yet or uh, ever uh and he just throws it across i mean los angeles we know it's the summertime because uh jahid says wearing a leather jacket in the summertime my god to johnny depp uh fire hazard surely oh Seemably, totally. just don't go tossing butts that's, around in the first place that's a good point i never thought of that but um we live in a country that's got a lot of scrub we know how so, it is you can't well, just go throwing lit cigarettes out in the heat of summer you can add potential arson to it's the a uh, fucking recipe for disaster you're asking you for are. trouble um, so look the littering thing I'm going to put his number 6 which means I've committed to thinking of 5 things he does worse in the movie so here, here, here they are the, obviously the homophobic slurs um, and punching dudes at a party do you I'm, put those as 2 different things or 1 thing do you thing? know risky business but 1 thing okay. I'm going to put okay so a blight against his character also the other one, which is more just a testament to his absolute fucking stupidity, is putting the photo of him and Simile in a very compromising position as the goddamn caller ID photo yeah. that pops up when she rings or texts. Like, that if is- you're going to do that, if you're that kind of guy who likes having sex in public or something, like you like the element of danger, you've got to be also, like, coupled with that feeling, you've got to take the right precautions because he just leaves his phone everywhere. Yeah. It's insane. That is, yeah, unbelievably stupid. Almost, you know, in terms of the writing, if someone in the first pass of the script looked at it, they'd probably say, look, that's a pretty aggressively stupid thing to do. Yeah, I, get, I understand. Clunky. This is like a plot vehicle, but I don't know <laughs> if I could buy that. I don't know if that's believable. So, look, that's that's yeah. definitely top five. Um, we've got the fact that he has sex with Simon Lee at all. Yeah. Fucking terrible move. He's doing this. Um, he, he's, he's having sex with a woman who is romantically involved with a dude who has like offered his house to Zicoli. He said, come to the studio anytime you want, just use it whenever. Bought the dude a fucking MacBook. Maybe. We don't know yet this week. But bought him a gift. And how does he repay him? By fucking boning his girlfriend. And look, I understand. I hear what you're saying to people who have seen the movie. I know that uh, James Reed from The Feelers is also, you know, she's having a little trouble keeping that pooch on the porch. But... (laughs) That doesn't excuse what Zicoli has done. It doesn't make it any no, better. No, absolutely not. I mean, James Reed from The Feelers has given him nothing but love and attention and positive energy. And, uh, like, mentorship. Absolutely. And and he's like... That's the more damaging... I mean, the, I don't know what you'd prioritise out of, you know, for him where he is in his life and career, the mentorship or the friendship. But they're, they're on level footing and they're both huge things to sabotage. To just spit in the to, face off. To follow your penis. Yeah, for fuck's sake. Keep it in sake. your pants. God damn it. You you look like Zac Efron. You could have any woman you want. <laughs> yeah. Just leave that one alone. I mean, the She's number of people you must have sex with who come up to you and say, did anyone ever tell you you look like Zac Efron? And he goes, I am Zac Efron. I mean, that alone. Trade off that. My no God. It's fine. for you You're- to be fucking your mate's girlfriend you're all good man like you've got this much okay so there's a couple of things additional to that um (laughs) he oh fuck i had a real good one in my head too what the fuck was it he's pretty he's like a terrible uh employer 
employee to both to Paige and also to Tanya Romero. Like, he Good gets, point. he's like between, he just sails between and achieves nothing for either person in that transaction. He doesn't help out Tanya Romero because he's got no moral fiber. He's just upset it's happening. He does nothing to change the course of action. And then he's still too much of a bitch to be like to Paige, I disagree with what you're doing, I'm leaving. Or yeah. to be like, yeah, absolutely, let's fucking waste, you know, let's absolutely hammer this woman and take her house for all it's fucking worth. If, if it's your first time tuning in, Paige <laughs> runs a business which is called Gold Star Realty Solutions, mouthful of concrete, dick full of diamonds, where he runs an operation that is just a floor of a call center <laughs> where people essentially are cold calling people going through foreclosure With, on their house. using concrete vines. <laughs> and then if someone gets a hit, they have to send it to Paige because no one's trained on the second step of the program. And then Paige just drives to the house <laughs> with whoever the caller is and then tries to lowball them an offer on grabbing their house off them and being like, here's 35 grand. And it's, that's it. Somehow it Instead works. Of getting nothing. Nine times out of ten, the guy is making out like an absolute bandit. It is predatory to the T. It is like it is, he is the definition of a shark. And Zach Efron knows exactly what's going on and doesn't have I don't know the bravery to either to commit either way. He yeah, just, he takes the money and says nothing. It's the and meekest reaction. It it's pathetic. It's the worst. He does the worst thing. Um, oh. He's a bad friend. He ditches all of them when they're going to sell drugs together (laughs) at the rave, which is a big deal. Yeah. If you're going to sell drugs together, you stick together. They get to the rave. They all get in. They've all got drugs taped all over their body that they are to distribute together to raise money. You know, for their for their own good to move out of the valley and so get can, to a nice place. Finally, so they can do activities together. <laughs> exactly, they got more space. So they get there. The song is charging. The four boys are all pumped to be at the music festival. They are dancing hard for thirty seconds. For thirty seconds, <laughs> and then they are tucking out and like, all right, it's time to get to work. Song's still going. Now they're just working the fringes of the crowd, trying mm. to sell them. Within forty five seconds, Zacoli's bailed. That is the weakest yeah. effort. Like. He didn't even put it in a keep cursory talking. 10, 15 minutes. I can't keep talking. I mean, you're fiddling with something right in front of me. Oh, there you go. Does that sound better? To me. Maybe. Don't know. Does it feel like I'm slightly closer to you in the room now, kind listener? Kind of in your ear a little bit. Does it feel like we're pouring liquid New Zealand into your ears? Ugh, don't get that on your boots. It never comes out. <laughs> no, it's a weird, heady mix of uh, rainwater, soil, sheep turds, and hobbit blood. And rugby. And rugby. <laughs> the abstract concept of rugby. That's the bit that stains. That's the permeable bit. Um, so, yeah, he fucking just bails on them because he gets one voice message from Simon being like, yo, I'm here and I'm by the Ferris wheel. So he's like, fuck my friends and also <laughs> fuck, fuck my operation. other friend. I'm just going to have sex with Simon. It's it's a real power play. A real power play. Um Let's go through some more. I feel like that's at least three or four. The he, fact that he fucking gets given the opportunity of a lifetime to play at this um, Pioneer DJ... What is it called? It's Summerfest. Summerfest. Jesus, I can't believe that went out of my head briefly. Yeah. Um, and what he decides to take there is, by any well, metric, a clunker. Let's, let's look at this from an even longer angle. So he does no preparation for the gig whatsoever yeah. he gets told weeks maybe months in advance presumably yeah, that and he's like him. okay he just keeps trying to have sex with James Reed's girlfriend oh no he's already done it he just keeps being torn up about it he does absolutely nothing and then 
you and know, then like, grovels at the feet of James and, well, Reed to get the spot back, yeah, doesn't he? Yeah, like, because a day or two days before, he's like, oh, my God, I can just record sounds that happen around me on did, my cell phone. Did you know that cell phones have sound recorders? <laughs> Were you guys aware of that? My creative rut is over. I can just record anything and put it in a song, and that's good enough to play to a crowd of thousands of squirming teenagers. It's fucking reckless. It's professional suicide. James Reed from The Feel is putting his good name on the line, and this is the garbage you show up with? Insane. And he thinks that he's got some sort of protective bubble around himself because he's sampled, illegally, I will add, because he's secretly recorded it, he has sampled a conversation that he has with his now recently deceased friend. A death in which he is partially complicit if you want to go this far, in that they were neglectful towards him throughout the night, they all took too many drugs, they lived a hedonistic lifestyle, Squirrel's little body can't keep up. They That's, needed to regulate that shit. If you're going to do drugs, do them smart. That is absolutely making the list as well, separately and on top of the <laughs> fact that he is at least combined, partially culpable for the death of his good mate Squirrel. The only one who had, obviously, like a real future, you know? Well... So that's like seven, it feels like. That is a laundry list of character defects. Somehow, in spite of all of this, you spend the entire movie sort of enjoying or rooting yeah. for Zakoli and his company. That's how good Zac Efron's face is. Yeah. It is a powerful face. I mean, that is... Fuck, he blows out at the end, though. Bravo. We were just, oh. Man, we were talking about this this week. That, that final song, man, That is he's blowing out. He is really really blowing out think about it from the perspective of the festival goes who are very excited they just want to hear presumably mostly electro music summer fest sounds like a it's on know, during the day in yeah a, in a big car park i'd go yeah kind of like a funky electro it looks like a fucking dud of a festival to be honest there's no shelter it's a literally people, a yeah. mass of people getting sunburned dude that is the truth that and it would kind of have that reflective glare because everything's a bit kind of gray concrete yeah yeah it'd be so hot imagine if you left your fucking sunglasses at home for that game you are in a pressure cooker you're gonna get serious glare on your eyes and your back is gonna be red hot you'll dehydrate too if you get caught in the middle like it's a very difficult um crowd to get out of i'm not taking a you know a side on this but people are definitely going to be doing drugs there i mean that's not going to help the hydration you're going to be having to put two three four liters of water into your body and how are you going to get it there and then what are you going to do when you need to piss because more water in more water out but you can't move for people you in the can't. car park. It doesn't look like there's any fucking toilets there. You anything. are already in physically the most uncomfortable situation you possibly could be in, and some fucking idiot walks out on stage with a backpack. Dead silence. Nothing through an auxiliary cord to keep the people moving. He just walks out there, takes out his kit, plugs it in, and starts playing a recording from his fucking Samsung S5, maybe, of a helicopter... <laughs> what yeah <laughs> what the fuck man that is madness it's crazy and you have literally begged for this you've begged for this opportunity from your former mentor whose girlfriend you fucked and then you go out there and do that that's like almost more aggressive than having sex with someone's significant other because you're having it's sex like, with their career at that yeah. point you have better James Reed from the Feelers comeback special and you've done it dirty. You've not done it right. He drags his dick across the DJ decks right in front of James Reed's face. Just a splurge on everyone with his sample of poor deceased screw. <laughs> As if that's gonna like protect criticism. <laughs> 
Guy and I were talking moments ago about what the potential conversation would be if if Zakoli pulled that song out to a mate and was like, "Dudes, I've made this great song. I'm gonna um, premiere it at the Summer Fest. What do you think? Here it is." And just be like, "Hey, bro, this is fucking hot garbage." <laughs> and then he's like, "Um, that's my friend who just died." <laughs> well, I hey, I'm really sorry to hear about your friend. Like, my heart goes out to you. That's terrible. But the song you just played <laughs> is fucking terrible and exploitative. That is <laughs> the worst thing that I've ever had put into my ears. Plus, what are you gonna do? Explain to the crowd who he is before you kick off the track? That's a number one, a weird thing to do at a gig. And number two, a massive bummer. I don't want to insult the intelligence of your friend. I'm sure he was a very smart guy, but what he said is not that interesting or meaningful. It's not perceptive. Yeah, this it's kind of sad. It is. It's. It, <laughs> God damn it, man. This isn't some kind of... This isn't make a wish, you know? Like, you got to earn this. This is work. You're a professional, for fuck's you sake. You can't emotionally blackmail a car park full of sardines into appreciating what you call music. Volume five. <laughs> so listen. Seems like a good point to bust out a shining light, if I may. Oh. Brought to you by Blaze Pizza. Yeah. They don't know it, but we have signed a brand new contract with them. We're really excited. Absolutely. Uh, we're certainly on their map now. There's been some back and forths on the tweets. Keep tagging Blaze Pizza into everything. Yeah, keep, with us. Keep tagging us into the Blaze and Pizza. I have recently had a few people come forward and say, I couldn't find you on Twitter because of your Kiwi accent. I don't know what your last name is. It's Bat, B-A-T-T, like Batman, but with a bonus T and obviously not the but man. let's get this juggernaut back up and running. I mean, Absolutely. We've been there from the beginning. Yeah. we, You guys, I'm willing to bury the hatchet. <laughs> Yeah. But also, you need to recognise that I'm sitting on blazepizza.co.nz, which is a valuable asset we in your particular are, arsenal. Look forward to negotiating the terms of the contract when we arrive in America next to Big talk time. to you about it. Um, do you want to do you want to uh, do the new jingle, the new um, Blaze Pizza Shining Light jingle? It's the Shining Light with Blaze Pizza. That is <laughs> I'd really regret asking. Oh, yeah. oh, I'd take that one back if I could. All right, take two. Here we go. No, no, no. I think we'll have to stick with it. Oh, my God. You want to just scrap it? It doesn't have an intro, eh? Woo. That was a, a word salad uh, served to you by Blaze Pizza. Here's my shining light for this week. Um, it's definitely Squirrel, and it's definitely very early on in the film. They're at the sushi bar, and... Uh, um, what's his name? Jarhead is talking about how he feels really good about this next phase in their life that they're all going into professionally. Yeah. Feels so good. It is akin to the time that Janet Hayes put a finger up his butt and uh, the boys then rib him a bit and say, <laughs> mate, that was your finger. And Squirrel is holding a magic marker for some reason <laughs> and says into it without the cap on, that was your finger and treats it like a microphone <laughs> and it's enjoyable it's a bit of fun it's goofing around it's lighthearted. it's jovial yeah. and it's just a little bit of character salt and pepper I absolutely film. agree Tim and I'm glad you brought me into the world of seeing that week in week out this week because I hadn't spotted that before and uh, that was it was a real joy watching the movie together after a few weeks off because the stuff that we'd noticed that we forget to bring up because it's very specific yeah. we got to nudge each other with our little pointers for yeah. uh mapping out the movie because you've been away for a while right like how many yeah. watches worth fuck i don't know is I've it a been... couple of months 
Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. You've been gone? I was away for two months. You might have... What there will be eight. To? So, but I don't know if this is true. Maybe there's more episodes of you away than there are of us together. Or it's about 50-50. Well, it feels great to be back in the same room. <laughs> Glad to hear it. i got to say, watching the movie was tough, but talking about it is... Uh, it's a breeze when you don't have any lag, isn't it? Yeah, it really is. Hey, what's your Blaze Pizza shining light? I'm glad you asked. Uh, it was actually... I might have brought it up before, but I don't know if I brought up the specifics of the the ADR. But um, when Johnny Depp is walking That's out... additional dialogue recording for all of you out there who aren't in the biz like Guy is. <laughs> Guy's in the biz now. uses acronyms. I only speak in acronyms. Or as I say, I-O-S-A. I-O-S-A. Nice. Continue. <laughs> so Johnny Depp, is, uh, he's read this blog about Kevin Sidestrom, who, by the way, for the first 12 or so weeks of the movie, I thought was called Captain Sidestream. Who did you think was called that? Kevin Sidestrom. Is that his name? That Kevin, is- Kevin yeah. Sidestrom. And I don't know that through like the internet or anything. It's just through hearing it in the film being said. So I might have I it thought wrong for too. a very long I misheard it as Captain, Captain Sidestream. Sidestream. That's a fucking great and name I, for a dude who started an app. I continued to mishear it as Captain Sidestream for a long time until I think you said his name out loud. Kevin Sidestrom. Anyway. Yeah, anyway. Uh, so Johnny Depp's read a block of... Blo- Johnny Depp... Johnny Depp, uh, has, Depp has read a blog about Kevin Sidestrom. Put it together, guy. <laughs> I'm getting there. Believe in me like I believe in you. I believe in you. Hold on, I'm just going to have a sip of water. Okay, great. What a good time to do it. Building suspense. 
You're destroying flow is what you're doing. No, I'm building suspense. Do you think it's possible to build suspense while maintaining flow? Or are the two things mutually exclusive? Do they butt heads? You can absolutely build suspense while maintaining flow. Are you kidding me? Otherwise, you wouldn't be able to use silence <laughs> at all when you're in flow. But you kind of, I feel like flow's a thing that you kind of you, you destroy temporarily. You know, you got you have your da 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 and then boom. No, and but then you the start flow's a new bigger. movement. Uh, it's like a classical piece. It's got many movements, you know, no. and you build up the tempo and you build up the flow and then you release uh, crescendo. I think we're both right. It's just how you look at it. It sure is. Perspective. Ain't it a funny thing? <laughs> <laughs> he's just read a blog about Instagram and he's really excited to tell the guys because it's going to make them millions of dollars because he's a fucking idiot. And to emphasize he's arriving, he takes off his hat as he's walking along and he spits, which is disgusting in the first place. But the ADR they do on it, they got the microphone real nice and close to his mouth because the spit is louder than the distance we are from him. It's like you're watching someone spit about 20 meters away yeah. and also at the exact same time someone standing right next to you is spitting. Yeah, good point. And uh, I got to say, I don't know whose decision it was to ramp up the volume on that hoik, yeah. but uh, I'd love to shake your hand and buy your beer. <laughs> you thought that was a, the right call? It was a good decision? Yeah, I mean, yeah. And I like to think that they buried it there for us. Just for us. That's what I like to think too. I did float the idea that wouldn't it be amazing if this week something actually did change while we were watching it. Oh, that would be so terrifying. More specifically, there's a moment where our man Coley goes out for a run and then his, his battery dies on his phone. And so he's obviously lost his mapping ability. So he just keeps running. And he goes down to like pant because he's been going so hard for so long. And I would have loved it if it turned out that he had run so far in the wrong direction that he had wound up in Grown Ups 2 and Higgins inside that tyre just <laughs> rolled past him. And oh, I always imagine him rolling rolling him right over, but he's just rolled oh, through like background sma- No, no, way better front, front of oh, front, yeah, foreground, yeah. but just like comes in Absolutely. and then leaves. How good would that be? God almighty. Just David Spade rotating around in a big that old That would also wheel. still make perfect sense in the world of both films because... They never touched each other, but they were just there at the same moment in time. Totally. Yeah, it's the the whole... I mean, the, the universe is bigger than you think, isn't it? <laughs> I, yeah, I, um, I can't remember what I was going to say. But it's going to be good. That's all right, buddy. I've got full faith in you. It's been an interesting watch this week. Um, not one of the better ones, unfortunately. Which I thought it would be, but it wasn't. I did too. Um, did you notice any bit, though, that you would describe as a no-but moment? where in the film you thought that the performers, instead of really being sticklers for the script, they decided to go off page. Yeah, I do. And I think, again, this happened in the ADR booth. Uh, Jardad. Dadhead? <laughs> Jardad Dadhead. Uh, one of our favourite characters. Jardad Dadhead. Oh, yeah, it's Dadhead. It's Dadhead. Jar- and then Mum Dad. Is- <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Mum Dad's a good one. <laughs> that is the best. But he, uh, he comes in, I, I think they were like, they just shot the scene out of focus with Jardad in the background, uh, or Dadhead. <laughs> and uh, he got to riff what the line was in the ADR booth, and he comes in and he's waking up the boys. He's waking up his son, Jarhead, and his son's layabout, no-good, fucking rapscallion friends of Coley. He's been staying over like, for five years. Like I can't remember what his name is anymore. Jarhead, Jarhead, I told you three times yesterday, fix that roof. And the toilet's still broken. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and the way he says it, 
you know, it was obviously he was really loose in the in the voice booth, and he was just throwing ideas out there. He yeah. was like, imagine a bath in the bedroom. You know, imagine sleeping on a mattress in a pool. What if there's uh, a toaster in the closet? That's right. What if the TV's in the fridge? What yeah. if there's a uh, the the toilets on the roof? Yeah. So you throw it out as almost like a vocal warm up, mm. like a mental exercise to stretch that rubber band. Absolutely. The and they just caught that as a perfect moment in time, and they said that. Is going in the movie. And I like to think that breaking with type, because obviously all movies are usually shot and edited chronologically just for ease of use. We know this. Uh, if maybe the sound guy who was doing the ADR, he uh, broke rank and just was just mixing random bits of audio that day. And so he did this, the hoik yep. and the dad head improv riff yep. on the same day, just in the same pocket of time. And he was like, oh my God, like I'm going out for coffee. That was a productive morning. I'm getting it done today. I hope someone notices and talks about these decisions I made because they are a very big moment for me in my career, personally. Feels like a eureka moment. And how crippling was it for that same man watching the initial press come in as this movie started to premiere and we had the press previews. One star, two stars, one and a half star average. Not a not mention. Good. Not a mention of the post-audio work at all. This guy's incredible moment. Nary a whisper. And so it took two plucky young lads from New Zealand in their third season of a ridiculous idea for a podcast to crack onto it. We salute you. Yeah, tip of the hat. Just like they did to Squirrely Bird, we salute you. But hopefully that's not a harbinger of death. Is that the word I'm looking for? Harbinger? Harbinger. 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 Harley Wallbinger. Who's that man? I don't know. Who's that dude? He's one of the guys in the call center in Gold Star Realty Solutions. Mouth full of concrete, dick full of diamonds. It's a hell of a slogan. It's a it's a hell of a franchise, actually. It's a hell of a firm. I wonder if I could buy goldstarrealtysolutions.com. That'd be a good one to have. We could make some serious money. If we ran the same business model as them. Yeah. Woo! Fuck yeah. Oh, except I have a soul. That would be an issue with their business model. Yeah, you do. Do you know what we'd do? Find some way to, like, get rich people out of their homes through some legal loophole and then put a bunch of homeless people in there just to drive down the property prices of the neighbouring houses. It's a, it's an audacious uh, proposal. Uh, it's radical. It's certainly ruffled a few feathers along now, its way. radical as in terrorism or radical as in the Ninja Turtles? Uh, <laughs> well, a lot of people said never the Twix shall meet between those two, but I think that is uh, the exact point where those two uh, radicals touch oh, in wow. their Venn diagram. Right. That's the space we're occupying. The most radical space available. Amazing. That is, that's called Radical Peninsula. And inside of there is a, a town full of very, rad- let me tell you, radical people. Radical and radical. Yeah. Radically radical. Mm. God damn. Really stumbled onto something there. Um, wait, so what the fuck was the no but? Uh, it was the line. It was dead head in the audio Oh, booth. yeah, yeah. Okay, gotcha. Okay. And same. <laughs> I can close the mental chapter of that that bit of the book. Hey, I'm glad you made it. It was yeah. looking pretty dicey in there. Yeah. Got real confused, real baffled for a moment. <laughs> Good God. Did you uh, enjoy the movie this time, Guy? No. You haven't spoken uh, much about your feelings about it. Oh, I think, I think I've... think you got to put your feelings I've out there. I've been pretty clear. I put my feelings out there. I'm an open book. And uh, no, I didn't. I've said that numerous times. You're being an idiot. Uh, but I, yeah, I think, yeah, it doesn't bode well. 
there's just we've re- you know it's we're really in a pattern now. We're really nestled into the nook of the movie. You know, we're we're swimming underneath its fin. Uh, the movie is like a whale shark, and we are small fish that clean the whale shark's teeth, and we swim, you know, in the undercurrent and the undertow of the bigger the bigger being, the bigger creature, and uh, <laughs> that's what it feels like. It feels like this movie is just dragging our, our carcasses along, right, <laughs> underneath it. God, that's grim. The movie is a yeah. Do you feel like there could be some sort of analogy for um, a marriage and its trajectory as a relationship with someone if you convert the weeks to years? I think what I've uh, definitely with Sex in the City 2, what I was feeling was a relationship that had turned and I didn't think it was good for either the movie or myself but it, it to started, be in the same room. It started off very sexy and exciting. Like, I remember that first watch, we were mm. legitimately delighted with what we were seeing. There was a lot of um, a lot of flashy noise and colours. Liza Minnelli was there. It was, you know, it, it was we variety having, is what it was. We were having such a wonderful time. It was change. We were having a wonderful time. Um, and then slowly it sort of started to dawn on us that, oh, man, there's some annoying little fucking things about this movie. Like, the fact that it's two hours and 40 minutes long. And then eventually it kind of became, um, I would categorize it as like emotionally abusive. Yeah, I would say that. I'd say no one was uh, doing very well. I'd say it was uh, harmful. In some ways. Emotionally for all involved. In some ways, a better marriage and that more even than Grown Ups 2. Grown Ups 2, I feel like our marriage to that movie ended with us making fun of it as a partner, which is kind of like not a direction you really want to go in. Because at least with Sex in the City 2, it's like there was so much... We had, in some way, so much respect for it that we allowed it to annoy the fuck out of us. But with Grown Ups 2, it was like just... We just put it down. You know, it we were just like, oh, you're just a an arm silly, wrestle that we won. <clears throat> you're a silly little... We kept like correcting it and, and just bad-mouthing it to our mates and stuff, which is horrible. If you think about what the two things are bringing to the relationship, though, I feel like the fault there lies with us. We are demanding oh, yeah, yeah. change. We're the, we're the bad partner, yeah. <laughs> uh, in a place where change is not possible. We are asking we the impossible. keep right. coming back. Yeah. Hungry for punishment. Yeah. Yeah. There's no getting around that. <laughs> Who do you think, like, in, in this watch... Um, Gave your favourite performance. Who pulled out all the stops? Uh, I love that question because it does it does change a lot. I always, always enjoy what Paige is bringing to the table. Yeah, man. He's just generally, I was like, I was thinking when he did his bit and uh, when he's being a real bastard at the negotiating table in Tanya Romero's house and her child, Richard, Zicoli's father, is yes, playing at the room right. next door. Forgot about that. Might be part of the reason why Zicoli kind of tunes out for a bit because... I mean, you can imagine that would be a pretty confronting experience for a young man. by this Benjamin Button Go on your fatherhood. first work field trip yeah. into the negotiating room mm. and then see either a ghost or an embodiment or reincarnation or maybe your actual father who has uh, Benjamin Button syndrome and aged backwards to being a child. I mean, you try... Just ne- sitting there, just drawing pictures yeah. in the fucking house. Like, what are the odds? You what try and negotiate odds? like that's not happening in the same room as you. Uh, but yeah, the delivery of so obviously Zach Efron's doing some excellent work in portraying all of that uh, confidently. But Paige is he turns in a really heavy performance where he's like, uh, 
he's throwing out a lot of uh, what I thought were realistic and convincing noises about how he was at pains to have to do this to Tanya Romero, but the only real way that we could work this out is if we gave you $20,000 for the house and rent it back to you at a cheaper price. Are, are you talking about the the sort of grunts and moans that he makes when he first gets that eviction notice uh, put yeah, under oh. his nose? Oof. Yeah. Oof. Yeah. It's, it's almost that. It's, it's not quite the Charlie Horse yeah. lips, but it's a... Oof. Yeah. It's, it's uh, nice. And it's good. It's really good work. He just... Yeah. He, br- he brings the noise regularly. He really does. Yeah. He's a good boy. It's a good boy, that Paige. In a lot of ways, it's Paige's movie. Paige, you meet almost at the same time as the four boys. He is in the movie very early. His first um, entrance is within like the first four minutes or so of the film. Then we spend a lot of time with him in the middle at Gold Star Realty Solutions, mouthful of concrete, dick full of diamonds. And then he's almost the very last shot we see as well. During the um, montage of how all the people are going while Zicoli's delivering that absolute turd of a song to a, a bunch of, um, what is it, gyrating teens, tweens. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we see, we see Paige in that moment, right at the end. That's right, and he's driving and thinking. So he really permeates the entire film, suggesting to me that maybe we've got this whole thing wrong. Well, you lay out all the evidence, Zac Efron's character, Zakoli, bad fucking dude, not a hero, not a hero of this an movie. An anti-hero. Not even an anti-hero, just a villain. Just a bad character doing evil things. It's probably why the movie has a confused tone, because it focuses on a secondary bad character. Yeah. There's no one to really... We should be knowing what's happening with Paige. What does he go home to? It's like, how often does he hang out with Chandelier? Do they talk on the phone? Do they Skype? We don't don't know know these things. There were so many uh, moments in the movie where I was watching it this week where I was ready for... seriously different offers like I thought it would have been great if when uh, James Reed from the Feelers and Zicoli went to that party on PCP mm. if uh, James Reed was actually attracted to Zicoli and they started hooking up yeah that would have been a very interesting wrinkle because that suddenly that whole um, love triangle with Somali as well becomes I mean much more confusing and maybe it could work maybe it could be you know a, a creative a huge creative boost for, for everyone's career Devil's and they could create some of the some of the greatest music we've ever heard. Maybe. A Fleetwood Mac type situation. Yeah, true. Although it feels like no one got out of Fleetwood Mac feeling very good about themselves <laughs> except maybe Stevie Nicks. Mick Fleetwood? Is he happy? Was he were, were they involved at any point? Or was uh, he like, my assumption is everyone had sex with everyone. Yeah, I thought that was kind of the, the go as well. I don't actually know the particulars of what went on. All I know is that I just know there was a, a lot phenomen- of them. Yeah, and Rumors was a phenomenal <laughs> album. It's true. It's just I'm, and I'm also thinking about you know I'm trying to do a favor for Zakoli and for James Reed from the Feelers and for Somali. I'm sick of them, sick of seeing them play out the same situation the same way week in week out. You mm-hmm. can't expect things to be different if you don't change your behavior. So let's try a little bisexuality. Let's get a little bi curious. Let's get let's in there. Inject new life into this flaming turd. Very good. Well. Seems let's like as the, good, a, good a place as any to um, put a cork in let's it. Let's put the jumper cables on a flaming turd. So hey, thanks again to our sponsor, Blaze Pizza. Um, blazing up pizza since about three years ago when we started popularizing right. them. Roll yourself up a slice of Blaze and light that. Uh, let that light up your tummy because it's a delicious taste. Uh, but don't eat them too soon after they come into that flash fire oven because... Those things come out quickly and they come out hot. 180 seconds. Uh, if you find a pizza company with a faster pizza cooking time, we'll beat it 
by 10 seconds. And if we don't, it's free pizza for a year, baby. Yeah, free Only pizza for a year, not just Blaise one pizza. Most, it- most places that do just one pizza, we're going to give you free pizza for a year. Absolutely. And Tim, y- yeah. while I'm very excited to be doing the spot for Blaze Pizza, yeah. I forgot that they've also sponsored a different segment of the podcast Great. called uh, Getting, Getting Sentimental, Sentimental with, with Blaze Pizza. Blaze Pizza. James Reed. <laughs> yeah, uh, good on you. We almost got out of there without it, which would have been a mistake. Full hardy. Absolutely. Do you want to grab the reins on this MacBook size surprise this week? <laughs> in Maximum Joseph's I Magnum do Micros? like that turn of phrase, the uh, MacBook size surprise. Uh, inside of the MacBook Pro is a... Oh, so there's actually a dud computer in the box. Yeah, it's a like shell a of shell. a computer. So uh-huh. first of all, it's a prank. Yes. Uh, so he opens it. He's like, "Oh my god, it's a MacBook Pro!" And James Reed is like, literally holding in the most explosive wave of laughter you've ever seen. He's like, you know, when someone's mouth and face is bulging with the laughter, yeah, and yeah. a little like air valve, almost like a trumpeting fart comes out. It's like, <laughs> yeah, that is what's happening <laughs> as he watches Zacoli's eyes well up with excitement at the shell of a MacBook and the weight. I hasten to add of a MacBook Pro computer, and he opens it up. And inside it is just a packet of gum. There's just a packet of gum inside it. Shame, Dak. Yeah. And then Zicoli's like, cry. this is the beginning of when he really lets his emotion show when he DJs. And he's crying. And he's crying and he's crying and he's crying. And James Reed is an absolute, he's doubled over in fits of laughter. He cannot believe it. Like, he's laughing as hard as he, he can possibly laugh. But also, he is still somehow inside of himself holding in yet more laughter. Like he's more excited. Like something funnier still could happen from this circumstance. And Zicoli is crying and crying and the only thing he can think to do is turn to this delicious packet of gum that he has, yes, been pranked with, but also gifted. And he goes to remove a stick of gum to chew on as he mulls over how harsh yet fair life can be. And as he goes to remove a stick of gum... A little mousetrap comes out and flicks his finger. <laughs> and James Reed <laughs> jumps out of his fucking window and into the pool. And he says, tides up, bitches. Let's get swimming. Bravo, Guy Montgomery. You really painted a picture there. You took us all on an exquisite wee journey as we round the corner of the 16th episode of yeah. season three. God bless you. Um, and God bless you for listening out there. All of you. Remember to tag us into your photos and trips to Blaze Pizza. Let's all take a selfie <laughs> and tag in both Guy and I in Blaze Pizza. So I, let me, <laughs> let me pull this up. Title way. Let's let's get a bunch of these going. I'm going to take one right now. So <laughs> what? Uh, what's your Twitter handle, Guy? Guy underscore Mont. And I'm Tim underscore Bat B A for Apple T T. Um, and Blaze Pizza, I think it's just Blaze Pizza, but let me double check that. Hashtag, how do you blaze, Blaze? <laughs> um, yep, just Blaze Pizza. So let's all take selfies and put the three of us in there. Um, Guy and I will be retweeting every single one that we are, <laughs> that we are tagged in. Let's really... Yeah, let's do should it. We, sh- should we put a hashtag on that or just like fucking send them just a mountain of... I don't want to sully it with a hashtag. No, I don't no, think. no. Just if you've got the space, do use the hashtag. How do you blaze? Oh yeah, but that's their one. You know, <laughs> yeah. Fuck it, they can have it. They can yeah. have that. Check in a how do you blaze if you wish. Otherwise, just tell us a short story of where you are, what's yeah. happening in your life, along with that photo. Talk about how good the pizza is. Yeah. <laughs> fuck. Write what you want. We don't care. Let's make it happen. Um. All right, everybody. See ya. 
Oh, also, soon. What we're about to do now <laughs> is probably have a little snack break, get yeah. a coffee, yeah. do a friend zone, and then watch the fucking movie again. <laughs> <laughs> Straight away. Oh, it's a big day. So just so you guys are aware, um, pray for us. Yeah. Dicks out for Harambe. Hashtag <laughs> how do you blaze. Good night. This movie's still fine. Guys, that guy's screw. One of them's a hot his name is Jay. One of them looks like Johnny Depp, and his name is Johnny Depp. Classic Maximum Joseph. You forget that films are supposed to have a point. Thanks for listening to this Little Empire podcast. If you're thirsty for another, why not try Boners of the Heart? Boners of the Heart. I was thinking about this a lot lately because I saw a picture of Chris Hemsworth. Yeah. And he had like two of his twins resting on his shoulders. And it was like so fucking hot. And, (laughs) And I just, I thought I would like that. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.